Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Paz de Cristo a todos. Amen. We uh, started a sermon series a couple weeks ago that we're calling Our Core. Comenzamos un mensaje, un serie de mensajes que estamos llamando uh, nuestra misión, básicamente, la misión de nuestra iglesia, the mission of our church. And we have three words here at City Church. Tenemos tres palabras aquí en City Church que usamos para describir la misión. That we use, we use these three words to describe the mission of our church. Can someone shout them out? Amen. Connect, grow, and serve. Can we all say it together? One, two, three. Connect, grow. That ultimately, everything we do as a church, que todo lo que hacemos como una iglesia, revolves around this. Every activity, every gathering, every city group, it's about connecting. Cada actividad, cada grupo pequeño que tenemos es de conectar. Se trata de conectar. It's about growing in Christ and it's about serving Christ and one another. Es de conectar, crecer y servir. Amen. Last week we spoke about growing and la semana pasada hablábamos de crecer and I believe that we, we, we got the picture, we understood what God was Wanting us to understand last week, and I believe God is going to speak to us again. Yo creo que el Señor nos va a hablar una vez más. Matthew chapter 25. Invito que abra sus Biblias a Mateo capítulo 25. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Now, some of you may have heard this message before. I preached it at a different a gathering, um, but as I was preaching it, I knew God also wanted me to to preach this here and give this message here. And it's about our third word. It's about serving. Se trata de servir. Y algunos ya han escuchado este mensaje, pero yo creo que el Señor nos va a hablar otra vez, una vez más. Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to start in verse 31. It's a long passage, but bear with me. Es un pasaje largo, pero síganme, por favor. I'm going to read it in English. If you need it in Spanish, um, you can follow along in Spanish. It'll be up on the screen. Estará en la pantalla. But Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. If you have it, say, I'm there. All right. Verse 31 says, Matthew 25, 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence. And he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, 
Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? Verse 40. And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. You were doing it to me. I'm going to read that last one in Spanish. Y el rey dirá, les digo la verdad, cuando hicieron alguno de estas cosas al más insignificante de estos, mis hermanos, me lo hicieron a mí. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before your presence and as we prepare our hearts, Lord, we've already prepared through the singing, through the worship, Lord. But as we sit down to receive your word today, I ask you, Lord, that you would open my heart. That you would open the heart of my brothers and my sisters, Lord. That we would be able, God, to receive this word today. Not only receive it, but to, act, to also, Lord, put it into action. Lord, that we would learn, God, to serve your kingdom and to serve one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Can someone say amen? All right, so before you sit, I want you to high-five two or three people and tell them, ask them the, the, the title, are you a sheep or are you a goat? ¿Eres una oveja o una cabra? Amen. And you may be seated, you may be seated. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to see everyone, amen. Es muy bueno mirar a todos. Um, we, we, we love gathering on Sundays and seeing the family. Amen. Y mirando la familia. So there are some things in our culture, there are some things in our society and in our lives that either we get it or we don't. Okay. Hay algunas cosas en nuestras vidas, en nuestra sociedad, en nuestra cultura, que ya sea lo, lo entendemos o no lo entendemos. Hay cosas que vienen a nosotros. There's things that come before us. And, and it's one of those things that we don't need an explanation. I understand what that means. Uh, viene algo enfrente de nosotros y lo miramos. And, y no necesitamos nadie que nos explique porque yo entiendo que es eso. But then there's some things that come before us and we're like, I don't get it. Like college algebra or calculus. I don't get it. Amen. Hay cosas que nomás no entendemos. And, and, and there will always be those moments in our lives where we're confronted with things that we either get or we don't get. But I believe that the subject that we're speaking about today is going to be one of those things that either you get it or you don't. Pero yo creo que de lo que estamos hablando hoy es una de esas cosas que ya sea lo entendemos o no lo entendemos. I brought some examples with me today. Amen. So you can go ahead and show the first image. Uh, yeah, I know it's hard to see. But 
Oh, it's just three pictures. But um, it's hard to see, but it's a, a shoe, right? So nobody sheared, nobody got excited because of a shoe, so obviously we don't get it. What's so exciting about a shoe? No, nadie se emocionó, nadie miró y dijo, oh, wow. For your information, this is a Yeezy Boost 350 black reflective. Brand new. Listen, brand new. It costs $200. Okay. Nuevecito este zapato cuesta $200. So if you stay up late at night when it gets released and you're one of the lucky few that are able to add it into your cart and buy it from Adidas, it's $200. Son $200. But if it sells out, pero si se acaba el zapato, ya, ya, ya no hay. If you want to buy this shoe today, um, I was looking at this a few weeks ago, and my size, a size 11, that shoe costs $2,100. Now, that's my size. This is mi talla, 11. The most common size, la talla más común es un 10. If you wanted to buy a size 10 because it's the common size, it's the one that almost, that a lot of people use. You know how much that, this one, the same shoe that only cost $200 brand new, that for me a size 11 cost $2,000, it's $4,500. Somebody say, I don't get it. Yo tampoco. I don't get it neither. I mean, it's a shoe. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's nice and everything, but I'm not going to pay $4,000 for a shoe. Yo no voy a pagar $4,000 por un zapato. Okay, here goes the next one. Either you get it or you don't. <laughs> okay, so I see some people laughing because there's not a lot of Cowboys fans here, interestingly enough. But for... Cowboy fans, it was a catch over here, my, my slide guy. It was a catch, right? We, we know this was a catch. Anyways, next one. All right. So, again, few Cowboy fans, but I hear a few boos here and there, right? No one as a Cowboy fan, Brother Paragas, right? We don't like the Eagles, Carson Wentz is a nice guy. He's a Christian. Es, es buen muchacho y parece que es cristiano y todo. But we don't want him to win. Pero no queremos que él gane. Okay? Because either you get it or, or you don't. All right. So you can take the pictures off because that's kind of making me a little <laughs> nauseous. Okay. So listen. There are some things that we get or we don't. There's going to be a moment for you young people, para ustedes que están jóvenes and that están yendo al colegio, están yendo a la universidad. There's going to come a moment when you get to, for the young people that are going to be in college and university, that you get to a class, you get to a teacher that when you walk in, the teacher's not really interested in your success, the professor. All they're interested to know is whether or not you get the material or not. Todo lo que le interesa al profesor cuando está uno en la universidad es que si realmente entiendes la materia o no. Now, some professors are good professors and they, they work with you, they give you tutoring and all that. But there are some that really don't care too much. 
They don't care if you show up. A ellos no les interesa si vienen a la clase. They don't care if, 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 if you're sick or not. A ellos no les interesa mucho si está enfermo. All they care about is if you show up to the final exam and that you pass the final exam, great. Because the final exam shows whether or not you get it or you don't get it. Praise the Lord, somebody. I'm, get, I'm going somewhere, okay. Porque lo único que le interesa al profesor es que cuando llegas al final, al examen final, él quiere saber o ella quiere saber si lo entiendes, si tú entiendes el material o no entiendes el material. See, in our lives we're going to be presented with opportunities in whether, especially about the subject matter that we're speaking about today, about serving, and whether or not we, we are able to show not only other people, but God himself, whether we get it or we don't. Whether we understand what the kingdom of God is all about or we don't. Because the Bible promises greatness. Tell your neighbor, you're, you're destined to be great. La Biblia nos promete grandeza en nuestras vidas. Es nuestro destino, para eso fuimos creados, para cosas grandes en nuestras vidas. That's what we were created for, for greatness, for great things in our lives. But many times we don't achieve the greatness that God has deposited in us or we don't get to that full potential and unlock what God has put in our lives because we don't get it. We don't understand what the key is. We don't understand what God is asking of us. No, 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 lo, no lo alcanzamos, no lo logramos porque no entendemos lo que Dios está pidiendo de nosotros. And my prayer is that, that today that we would begin to really understand what God is asking of you and of me. Now listen, when it comes to the Bible... There's a lot, of, a lot of instances where there's, there's things that are called paradoxes that are found. Hay muchas instancias en la Biblia donde hay paradojas que nos hace rascarnos la cabeza. What's a paradox? A paradox is something that seemingly contradicts itself, right? That in order to live, we have to what? That doesn't, seems to contradict. If I'm going to live, I got to die. That if you want to... That if you want to save your life, you have to lose your life. But if you lose your life, then you save your life. Like it doesn't seem, it seems to be very contradictory. Hay cosas en la Biblia que parece que va en contra de lo que está diciendo. Pero aquí encontramos en Mateo capítulo 20, verso 16. Here in Matthew 20, 16, we find one of these paradoxes. Jesus says something that's seemingly contradictory. Go ahead and put it up. It says, so the last will be first and the first will be last. Así que los últimos serán primeros y los primeros últimos. And you read that and you're like, well, I, don't, I, I, I might not understand what he's saying. The last will be first and the first will be Last, we live in a world, listen church, we live in a world where the world tells us you got to be first. 
Vivimos en un mundo en donde el mundo nos dice que tenemos que ser primeros. You gotta be first in everything. Tienes que ser primero. You, you gotta be first. You gotta be first in your in your class. If you want to really have success, you got to be first in your class. Si, si quieres tener éxito, tienes que ser primero en tu clase. If you want to be first in life, you got to chase after success and make sure you're looking out for number one. Que si quieres tener éxito en la vida, tienes que tú ir atrás del éxito y asegurarte que te estás cuidando a ti mismo. Because this world tells us it's all about us. Porque, la, porque el mundo nos dice que se trata... De nosotros. The world we live in is constantly, we're constantly striving. We're, we're constantly fighting. We're constantly trying to get ahead in life. But Jesus comes and says, no, no, no. Listen, guys, the last will be first. And the first will be last. Y Jesucristo viene y dice, mira, no, 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 lo tienen equivocado. La realidad es que los últimos serán primeros y los primeros serán últimos. But we all want to be first. We all want to be first. But when God, when Jesus said is that when it comes to God's kingdom, the opposite is true. Pero lo que dijo Jesús es que cuando se trata del reino de Dios... Lo opuesto es lo cierto. When it comes to God's kingdom, I can't be thinking about myself. I got to make sure that I'm putting others first. When it comes to God's kingdom, I can't be thinking about myself. I got to make sure I'm putting God first. When, cuando se trata del reino de Dios, dice Jesús, no, no se trata de ti. Se trata de poner a otros antes de ti. Se trata de poner a Dios antes de ti. In other words, if we want to be first in God's kingdom, Jesus says, you got to be last. It's a whole different way of approaching life. Es una manera diferente de, de mirar la vida. Es una manera diferente de vivir nuestras vidas. Cristo dice, tienes que ser último. Jesus said, you need to be last. Tell your neighbor, you have to be last. Jesus offers a way to be first. Follow me, but you have to be last. Cristo nos ofrece una, un camino para ser primero, pero tenemos que ser últimos. But here's the key to being great. Because we want to be great. We want to be first. We, we want to be successful. But there's a key to this. Hay una clave para esto. And go ahead and put it up. Being last is the key. You want to be great? You got to be last. Quieres ser grande? Tienes que ser último. Listen, we, 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 we know this intuitively. Within us, we, we know this is real. We know this is true because I don't need to tell you. Usted sabe, yo no tengo que decirle, when you become last in your relationships, guess what? Your relationship is going to flourish. Because you're putting the needs of your, those that are married, you're putting the needs of your significant other, your spouse ahead of yours. 
When it comes to friendships, when you take care of your friends and you're always constantly striving to figure out, you know what, is there a need? How can I serve that person? Those relationships get strengthened. Esas relaciones se, se fortalecen porque estamos al cuidado de las necesidades de, de, nuestros, de, de las personas que están en nuestras vidas. When we, when we learn, listen, when we learn to be last in our money, that's when God says he'll bless us. Give me first. Then you take what's left. Praise the Lord, somebody. It's what the Bible says. God does not want our leftovers. Dios no quiere lo que nos sobra. Dios quiere lo primero. God wants the first in our life. If we can learn to be last in our time, then our lives will bear fruit that other people can see. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What do you got to seek first? The kingdom of God. Not my kingdom. Because we're really good at building our kingdoms. Somos muy buenos para edificar nuestros reinos. But Jesus said, no, no. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, the things that you chase for, food, the things that you desire, what you're gonna, where you're going to live, the things that you need, the things that, you, that are required in your life. Don't worry about those things because if you seek me first, I will put the things that you need in your life. We cannot continuously expect to put ourselves first and expect for God to bless us in our lives. If we could truly understand that blessing is found in being last, then we will have found the key to greatness. In fact, Jesus tells his disciples in this very same verse we're reading, in verse 25, Matthew chapter 25, verse 25, he says, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and that their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your what? Your servant. And whoever wants to be first... Must be your slave. Wow. Not a lot of us are lining up for that. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be someone's slave. No, no hay muchos de nosotros que se, que se están poniendo en línea. Sí, señor. Aquí estoy. Quiero ser esclavo. Quiero ser but Jesus said that, no, 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 if you want to be great, you must be a servant. Pero Cristo dijo, si tú quieres ser grande, tienes que ser un servidor. Si quieres ser primero, tienes que ser esclavo. ¿De quién? De los demás. You got to be slaves for, to others. Not just to the ones you like. Praise the Lord, somebody. Because we're, I mean, again, no one's lining up for this. But this is what the Bible teaches us. This is what the Bible is telling us. That we have to be last in order to be first. Que tenemos que ser últimos para poder ser primeros. Okay. You're challenging me, Pastor. But what does this really look like? 
Pero realmente, ¿cómo se mira esto en mi vida? If you're telling me, Pastor, that I need to be last, what does this look like in my life? ¿Cómo se mira esto en mi vida? Y yo creo que, que el Señor Jesucristo nos dio la respuesta. I believe God, Jesus himself gave us the answer. He went on to say, go, ahead, go to the next one. And he said, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man, who is Jesus, did not come to be served, but to what? But to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Y el que quiere ser el primero debe ser esclavo de los demás. Así como el Hijo del Hombre no vino para que le sirvan, sino para que servir y para dar su vida en rescate por muchos. Being last in our lives means that we learn to serve one another. I'll say it again because no one seemed too excited. Being last in our lives means that we learn to serve one another. We have to learn that God is our shepherd. That's why the psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, what? Want. I have no desires. If the Lord is truly my shepherd, si, si Jehová realmente es mi pastor, quiere decir que yo no tengo ningún deseo por alguna otra cosa porque todo lo que necesito lo encuentro en mi pastor. Because everything that I need when God is my shepherd, all I need will always be found in Jesus because he is the good shepherd. Because he does care for me. Because he does look after me. Because he is interested in my life and for that reason I can put myself to the side and be like Jesus and be concerned about others but we live in a world that continuously tells us no no you got to look out for yourself vivimos en un mundo donde continuamente nos dice cuídate de ti mismo Nadie te va a cuidar. No one's going to take care of you. Only you're going to take care of yourself. And the reality is what Jesus is teaching us. And this was why it was such a radical message. Because he's telling us, no, above all, above everything in your life, love must be something that is real and in action in everything that you do. Que arriba de todo, encima de toda cosa, la cosa verdadera, lo que se tiene que ver en tu vida es el amor para Dios y para tu prójimo. We got to learn to serve. We connect with God. We, we grow in relationship with God. And as we're growing, the, the natural progression of our connection and our growing is that we, we, we move into serving. Because if we want to be like Christ, he didn't come to be served. He said, I came to serve. I didn't come to be lifted up by, by many In fact, I know that I came and I'm going to cause, I'm going to cause divisions in families and I'm going to cause different problems because the reality is that what you're looking for is not what you actually need. And what you actually need is not what you're looking for. What, you look, what you're looking for 
You're not going to get it the way you're doing it. We want greatness in life. We need to be last. We, we concern ourselves with this life. Not understanding that this life is such a short period of time. Look, I'm 41 years old, about to be 42. I never thought I'd get to be 40. I always thought, man, I'm going to be 18, 19 forever. But yet here I am, halfway through my life. Maybe, maybe a little longer, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know how long God's going to give me uh, uh, life here on this earth. But life passes like this. Praise the Lord, somebody. And it becomes a question of what are we going to do with our lives. Se, se convierte en una, en una pregunta o en un reto en nuestras vidas. ¿Qué es lo que yo voy a hacer con mi vida? Is really life all about working 8 to 5, Monday to Friday? Realmente la vida se trata de trabajar de lunes a viernes de las 8 a las 5 y venir al culto nomás una vez a la semana? Is, God, is that really what God created us for? To live 8 to 5 lives? Praise the Lord, somebody. Don't worry, my time is almost up, okay? Ya se me está acabando el tiempo. No, no se preocupe. Listen, Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. I heard someone say one time, save people, serve people. Save people, serve people. If you're taking notes, you should write that down. Save people, serve people. God saved me. Bible tells me that he saved me from death. La Biblia dice que Dios me ha salvado, me ha dado su salvación, me salvó de la de la penalidad de mi pecado que es muerte. God saved me from the from the wages of my sin which are death, and because he saved me, now I should learn to serve because there's other people in this world that don't know Jesus. And there's other people that come through these doors that don't have a relationship with God. And the best thing that I can do is to, to serve them in order that maybe through, through my greeting, maybe through me helping and assisting them to their chairs, or maybe by inviting them to a city group, or maybe by inviting them to church on a Sunday, or maybe by, by just giving them a friendly smile and not be so concerned about my own things in life, maybe that is the one thing that they need to know Jesus. Because save people, serve people. See, we got to understand that God has created us not for an eight to five existence, Monday to Friday. Tenemos que entender que el Señor no nos ha creado solamente para una existencia de ocho a cinco de lunes a viernes. But that God has created us for much greater things. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Everyone say good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. I promise you that before we were even created, before creation was, was here, before the universe was created, God was not thinking about your 8 to 5 job. Te prometo que cuando Cristo creó los cielos y la tierra, antes de que todo eso existiera, Él no estaba pensando en el trabajo que tú ibas a tener. 
terrenalmente. His concern was that I'm going to create my son. I'm going to create my daughter for good works. I'm preparing them in advance. I have a purpose for their life. I have a, I have, I have a destiny for, for their lives, for their, for their children, for their generations. We've been created to do good works, but this means putting others before us. This means being last. Listen, she's not in here. We started this church three years ago, okay, about three years ago. There's just a few of us. We met in a hotel every week. And we always were concerned about, about children's ministry. And Sister Sol always would step up to the plate and say, okay, I got it, Pastor. Don't worry. I'll take care of the children. I got it. Selflessly. Even though we had conversations where she would ask me, Lord, pa she would ask me, Pastor, maybe we can find somebody to help me because I want to be in the service as well. I said, Mija, you know what? There's going to come the time. The people are going to come. There's going to be a time when others are going to be able to help you. There's going to be a time when others are going to be able. And you know what? Through these last two years, she has given selflessly of herself to take care of our children during the preaching. Not just to take care of them, but to teach them and to read the Bible to them and to teach them about. The other day I was talking to a young lady. She said, yeah, I remember learning that in Sister Saul's class. And you know what's happened in the last three years that Sister Saul has been faithful, giving, putting herself last and putting others first? She graduated from Texas Tech University. She got a job at the at Dallas Independent School District working as a school teacher. Over the last year, the last five months, she's been, she has gotten the honor of being a distinguished teacher. Along with the benefits that that brings. She was elected, I don't know, some of you may care, some of you may not. But she was elected as the, as a messengers of peace, the youth district, youth board, a treasurer. Not once, but twice. I, I've seen this young lady just grow and God just use her. But because she knows how to put herself last. And I pray, I pray that we could be a church that will learn to put ourselves last. That when we see the need before us, that we will say, Lord, I, use me. I don't know very much. I'm not quite ready necessarily, but I want to take that step and I want to serve. I want to give of myself. I want to be like you, Jesus. I know that you gave your life for me. How can I give my life for other people? Pastor, how can I help you? Pastor, ¿cómo le puedo ayudar? Hay cosas que hacer. If you want to be great, you have to be last. And I'm going to quickly give you four things. We're talking about a key. What does a key do? The key, a key opens the door, right? If being last... Is the key. Well, what does the key do? What does the, the key do? The first thing I think it does, the first door that it opens for our life is purpose, number one. Okay. This key of being last unlocks purpose in our lives. You will never, listen church. Escuche iglesia. You will never find the purpose for your life if you don't begin to serve. 
If all you're interested in is being in your home, in your couch, just taking care of the things that you want to do because they make you feel good, you're never going to unlock your purpose in life. But the moment that you begin to act selflessly, the moment you begin to step into other people's needs, you begin to see what God has deposited in your life, the talents and the abilities that God has given you, and your purpose starts becoming clear. Pastor, how do I know my purpose in life? Start serving. Serving somebody. Start serving. Your purpose is found in your service. El propósito de tu vida se encuentra en servir. The second thing it unlocks, it, it, it unlocks gifts. If you had asked me 20 years ago if I wanted to preach, I would have said no. I don't want to preach. I've seen my parents do that. I've seen my in-laws do that. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't. But as I began to serve the church, and as I began to, to serve the needs of other people, God began to unlock certain gifts in my life. That's why I began to play the keyboard at church. I began to sing. I began to, eventually one day my pastor asked me, why don't you start um, giving Sunday school to the to the young people? Oh, Pastor, no, I don't think so. That's not for me. No, no, I think you can do it. Okay, well, I'll do it. Well, why, why don't you preach to the men today? Preach? No. And then one thing. Now, I'm not saying that all of you are going to be preachers. Not, not everyone's called to be preachers. But the gifts that God has deposited in your life will not be unlocked unless you learn to serve. Number three, community. Comunidad. I met my wife as a musician. Hello. Talk about the best community, right? Those of you that are not married, want to get married, well, start serving. You might meet the love of your life. Some of my best friends were found when I was serving at the church. Mis mejores amigos los encontré sirviendo a Cristo juntos. Sirviendo a You want to develop community in your life? You want to develop relationships in your life? Start serving. And number four, we've already spoken on this. The key that unlocks greatness. Number four. This key, being last, unlocks Greatness in your life. That's why Jesus said, if you want to become great, you must be a servant. If you want to be first, you must be a slave. So, Pastor, what's the deal with the sheep and the goat? So, the passage we read, Matthew chapter 25, verse 33, Mateo 25, 33, dice... He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Okay, so what's on the right? Come on. What's on the right and what's on the left? Goats. Okay. Now, when we read this, the Bible's telling us that Jesus says that the king is going to separate the people. 
As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and the, and the sheep are going to be on the right, and the goats are going to be on the left. And he starts speaking to those that are on the right. And he starts saying that when I was hungry, you fed me. That when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was sick, you visited. He starts saying all these beautiful, these things that the people on the right, the sheep did. And in verse 40, he says, and the, uh, the people say, and the, and the king will say, he responds to them, Lord, well, when, when did we see you like this? I never gave you anything to drink. But he says in verse 40, the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. In other words, that when you and I serve someone, we're not just doing it to that person. We're doing it to our king. Not just, that when you and I go out of our way and help somebody, we're not just doing it for that person, but there's a direct connection in our spirit where our spirit connects with Jesus and now Jesus also is receiving and you're serving Jesus as well. But those were the, the ones on his right, the sheep. Who did he put to the left? Who did he put to the left? You guys can talk. I'm not. <laughs> the goats. Go ahead, put goat up. All right. This is what the world tells us. You have to be the goat. Right? Tom Brady's the goat. Michael Jordan is the goat. Or some would say LeBron is the goat. The world is constantly telling us that if you want to make a name for yourself, be a goat. That's why I said that. Ask a neighbor, are you a sheep or are you a goat? What does the world tell us goat means? Greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. The world says you got to be the greatest at every moment, academically, athletically, uh, in finances, in relationship. I got to have the most followers on social media. I got to have the most likes. I got to have the most everything. If I want to be known and if I want to be successful, I need to be the GOAT. I need to be the greatest of all time. But it's interesting what Jesus said about the GOATs. Verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, who was on his left? Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, there's not a lot of shouting in this one, right? Because it hits home. Because sometimes we do desire, man, I, I want to be good at this. I want to be recognized. And I thought I wanted to be the GOAT. Quiero tener éxito. Pero Jesús le dice a los de su izquierda, las cabras, apártense de mí. En español soy en peor, ¿verdad? Malditos. 
Al fuego eterno preparado para el diablo y sus ángeles Listen I don't want to be a goat Especially not this goat All I want to do Is serve my God All I want to do Is serve his kingdom And my prayer for you And for our church Is that we will learn To take a step back from our needs From our desires From our wants And look to Jesus and say Lord what would you have me do I don't know what God is asking you. Go ahead, you can stand to your feet. Pueden ponerse de pie. Yo no sé qué le está pidiendo el Señor usted. I don't know what God is asking you today. We've talked about connecting. We've talked about growing. And today we're talking about serving. For some of you, you just need to accept Jesus as your Savior as your first step. For some of you, you already accepted Jesus and you need to be baptized and take that step of obedience. For some of you, we've been in church a long time already and we've kind of gotten away from serving and maybe God is asking you, to, you know what, you've gotten away from giving your tithes, it's time for you to start giving your tithes. You've, got, you've gotten away from being generous and it's time for you to be generous. You've gotten away from, from inviting people to church and it's time to invite people to church. You've gotten away from, from connecting with me and growing with me and it's time for you to forget about the whole, everything else and look for me. Am I telling you to quit your job? No. Am I telling you not to be academically prepared? No. What I'm telling you is for you to put God first in your life. That we would be second. That we would even be third. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let me talk to the husbands. Everyone speaks English here, right? This is the husbands, yes. Listen. For us as husbands, we're not first, we're not second, we're not even second. And we're not even third if we have children. We are low on the pecking order at home. You wanted to get married. But this is what the Bible says. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, giving himself even to death. For the church. There should be some wives that are on fire today. Come on. <laughs> Young lady, listen. This is what you should be looking for in a young man. Someone that's willing to put their needs behind your needs. Because ultimately... When the Bible says that the man is the head of the household, it's because the man is being like Jesus. And what Jesus did is he gave his life for the church. Don't be fooled by just because a young man tells you I love you or tells you all these nice things. And No, no, no. Praise the Lord, somebody. What is God asking you? This is a high calling that God has put on us, men. For you young ladies and for, for, for the wives as well. I mean, it, it works in both ways. That yes, as your husband is giving himself uh, for you, you also, every one of us must give of ourselves for others. 
I've seen my wife give herself away for me in food and in whatever it is that we need. She's like, no, you take it, hon. You take it, son. You take it, daughter. Because they give selflessly. God tells us if you want to be great, you have to be last. Dios nos dice, si queremos ser grandes, tenemos que ser últimos. So what is it? What is God asking of you? I, don't, I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that. But I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask everyone today to take a step to this altar.